I'm Anya. And I'm Ashley, and this is the ANA Podcast, where we talk about Jesus, apologetics, theology, and more. We hope to provide a biblical perspective on issues facing young adults today and pray our conversations will draw you closer to the heart of Jesus through each episode. Welcome to the A&A Podcast. Hello! Hello! Podcast magic. We were just speaking and now we are speaking again. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so I love la- that. Yeah, last episode... Um, Ashley did a deep dive into historical and archaeological um, evidences for supporting the Bible. And um, in this episode, I didn't want to do like our um, our closing question for that episode because it actually leads into what um, I wanted to talk about um, and the experience I had on the best vacation that I've ever taken so and that kind of ties into apologetics which is what we talked about last time um but yeah so Ashley would you like to pray I would absolutely love to Jesus thank you for today and I thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together and record this episode I thank you for technology and how cool it is that Ani and I are lots of hours away from each other, but we're able to do this. I pray that anything that we say and do would be honoring and glorifying to you, and that if there's something that we say that doesn't line up with your word, um, remove it from the hearts and minds of people, Lord. Um, Help us to be your servants today and always, and I just pray that as we go about our days um, today and always, we would be reminded of your goodness and your grace to us. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to read the Bible verse from the previous episode because I think it really ties into, um, you know, what we're going to be talking about again today. Uh, and that's from 1 Peter three thirteen through 17, which says, Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. I love that verse. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can't read that one enough. I might yeah. even make a nice little post for our Instagram page about that. <laughs> I think you should. It's good. Yeah. Um, so last time our podcast was about um, archaeological discoveries for uh, that were in support of the Bible and biblical texts. And um, the closing question for that episode that we didn't end up reading... Um, but it really fits into kind of the same topic that I wanted, wanted to talk about today is what's the best vacation you've ever taken? Ashley, how about you start and then I'll take the rest of it away. Perfect. Well, mine's <laughs> going to be a lot less theological than yours, yours is. Um, but probably the best vacation, well, it's between one of two. Now, if my honeymoon counts, I have to go with that because we went to Hawaii and it was also my honeymoon. And so oh. obviously that Maybe I should just throw that one out the window. Um, but if it's not that, probably the best vacation I've ever taken was with Hunter the Girl. Um, we went to the UP. Mm. And 
we visited some friends there and we did some hiking and it was like during winter is a spring break trip and it was really frigid. We went to um, these ice caves, the ice caves, ice castles in Eben Junction. And that was so like that, that whole time we just had such a great trip. And so I think that was probably my, my favorite trip that I've ever taken so far. You got to walk through the woods and then take a picture by a giant icicle. (laughs) It was crazy. That was like, it was like the slipperiest thing I've ever been on. And Hunter and I almost missed it. Like we thought that this little river was like what it was. And we're like, well, it must've melted already. And we only, we only found it because I just happened to look up behind me at like a tree and I was like, Oh my gosh, Hunter, there it is. <laughs> and we, we drove like an hour to see it and we almost missed it. <laughs> so it's just really funny. Oh my gosh. And what was also really funny is that um, we came across a family that was like very, most definitely like a reform family because the dad had like the look and I think one of the kids' names was Hezekiah. And so I was, Hunter and I were like our, our reformed um, senses were tingling. It was just like, it was such a cute little Christian family. <laughs> It was like, it was such a good trip. Anyway, Anya, tell me about yours. So I think the best vacation, I have a few. Um, Okay. I mean, one being going out to the fly convention. Mm -hmm. It was like a not so subtle, subtle plug for the fly convention in Colorado. (laughs) Which is happening this very next year. Um, You can sign up now if you're a youth uh, for a discounted rate. And I'll be um, there doing social media content for the week so you can Look out for me as a social media coordinator. Really? Get out of yep. here. No, I'm not joking. <laughs> Seriously? Oh my God. Yeah. So awesome. come there and learn about Jesus and get your picture taken. Wow. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack that. No, you're good. We'll link, um, we'll link, a, uh, we'll have a link in our description of where you can sign up. Yeah. Um, if you're Perfect. interested in going to that. Um, so, but okay, that was one of my favorite places to go, but my all-time favorite place that I think I've ever taken a vacation was on my honeymoon. Um, I mean, for obvious, <laughs> for obvious reasons, yeah. but also because of where we went. So we actually went to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. And this really ties into apologetics because it, like, walking through the Ark Encounter and the um, Creation Museum is, like, a it was like a re-education for myself Mm. about you know where we came from as people and um you know in school I'm a science teacher and so in school you know you're taught evolution in public schools um and so for me I love 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 science um I love geology I love archaeology all that um And so, like, walking through the both museums were, oh, my gosh, I can't even describe. I'm going (laughs) to, I have all of the pictures that I took, because when I was there with my um, newlywed husband, I was literally just, like, snapping photos of, like, all the displays. And so, um, if I pause or if I'm, like, um, anyways, I'm going to be looking at all of the photos that I took, and as I'm... As I'm, like, re- like looking at them and stuff, like, I'm going to think of things that, like, I learned and 
um, that's super exciting that I want to share um, for Christians as well as non-Christians. So a practical thing for Christians, I think, is um, the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum gives a practical and hands-on way to see um, why exactly we believe that God created the earth like about six to 10,000 years ago, um, which is called the young earth theory. Now, um, an old earth theory is like evolution. So Ashley, you've probably learned about that in school. Hey, evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the first place I'm looking through my photos here. <laughs> I'm looking through my photos. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit scattered. No, that's so fun. Um, when we first entered the ark, when we first got to the ark, I was just like blown away by how huge it was. Like mm. you can see it from afar. Like as you're driving into the parking lot, it's just this massive, massive structure. My first thought was, oh my goodness. Like, Noah built that all by himself mm. over, like, a few hundred years. Like, that's insane. Was it to, is it to scale? Yep. The, wow. The actual arc um, and the museum inside is to scale. That's so cool. Um, what I learned, one of the things I learned was that they've actually found um, on, was it Mount Ararat in, is it India? I hope I'm correct. Um, I can look it up. They have actually found remnants of gopher wood on top of this mountain. And it's like exactly to scale as what the Bible describes. I think. um, Wow. Eastern Turkey. Oh, Eastern Turkey. There we go. Mm -hmm. I knew it was like India or Turkey or someplace like that. Um, Yeah. And this the the scale that it is on Mount Ararat is the same as what's described in the Bible. Like it's like a hundred and fifty cubits, I think. Um, something like that. I wow, my facts are awesome. Great job on you. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. Awesome job. Anyways. Um Let's see. I'm just like scrolling through all my photos. Oh, one display that I thought was extremely fascinating in the Ark. They had an entire display of like wall to ceiling books. And all of these books are um, like Bible stories about Noah's Ark. And like they're just like cute little children's stories. Um, and it doesn't seem like anything, it doesn't seem like anything's awry or anything's amiss about that. Uh-huh. Um, but there's, there's this display kind of off to the side, off to the uh, left of it. And there's this serpent around these, this sign. And it says, if I can convince you that the flood was not real, then I can convince you that heaven and hell are not real. Ooh. Yikes. Oh. oh, yeah, big ope. Um, so the point being with this display is like there was this cute little arc 
and you know there was all these cutesy little animals and um it was just like a story like once upon a time noah and the animals were on the ark and they had some like warning signs up it was like what i'm reading i'm literally quoting it right now it says cute arcs are dangerous and they distort god's word and ultimately malign his character oh boy Mm-hmm. um like i think we have a tendency to romanticize mm-hmm. a lot of what the bible says um and the point of this display was like no like this was real like this actually happened like mm-hmm. everyone literally everyone and everything died yeah um so i thought i had never thought of it that way um i think that was that was one thing that was like super eye-opening for me i was like yeah like i i know the bible's real but i also haven't really ever considered the fact that um you know sometimes storybooks especially children's storybooks can um, make it seem like make the Bible seem like it's just a story, and we know from yeah. the previous episode, you know, talking about all those archaeological finds that that's not the case. Yeah. So <clears throat> one thing. What? That... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Well, I was just gonna say one thing that uh, is really cool to me is that nearly every, either all of the major world religions or almost all of them, um, and also the not major ones have a flood story, and mm-hmm. so like. <laughs> there's something to that if every single world religion has like this one story in there what does that tell us mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, that was, yeah that was one of the displays I don't have a picture of it pulled up at the moment but um that was one point that I think either the art I think it was at the arc made um that there are tons and tons of different religions and beliefs and they all have this common theme of like a worldwide flood mm-hmm. they also i'm going to talk about some oh, actually quite a few of the displays um cool just because i thought every it's like i'm going to be taking you through a tour of the ark i want to go so bad i'm <laughs> excited for this well maybe i won't go into everything um but i can I can just talk about maybe the, some of the more important and um interesting aspects that cole and i thought my husband Cole and I found interesting yeah um another huge one was how the Grand Canyon was formed so geologically how was it like you can see like if you're if you've ever gone to the Grand Canyon like you can see all of the um polystrate fossils and the polyconformity or paraconformities there we go and warped rocks and um, and then there's also this cross-continent deposition. So a flood made it possible for all of these different layers, these dirt and rock layers, to de- be deposited across all continents on a massive scale um, in, like, the exact same order. Like, if you look at North America, South America, Africa, there's similar layers and deposition of these sediment layers across these continents. Mm. Um, So going back to the Grand Canyon, 
you know, we've learned in school that evolution over a thousand or uh, over millions of years, excuse me, um, slowly, like the water slowly, you know, eroded all of the, you know, sides of the cave and the canyon. But what you see, even after like a small scale flood, like a local flood, say, in like a county, a lot of the the destruction that happens is because of massive water movement. Mm-hmm. It's not just because it's a slow erosion over time. Yeah. It's like there was a quick event, like flash floods, for example. Like mm-hmm. you can be we recently, within the past few years, there was like a freak um flash flood, like where I live. Oh no. Yeah, and the destruction that it caused, like, millions of dollars worth of damage. You know what I mean? And that was yeah. in a very short amount of time. And so um, the display the display that they had on the Grand Canyon was so, so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it just shows how massive the receding waters so like after the flood you know and then everything started to dry up the grand canyon Mm -hmm. actually it's on such a massive scale the water was being pushed from one area to another of like higher terrain to lower terrain obviously and so it just it was carved very very quickly um and not um and not as slow as, um, you know, the popular belief of evolution beliefs. Um, <clears throat> let's see. It just, it proves the, just even going and looking at the Grand Canyon just proves how God can work in just a few days rather mm-hmm. than like in eons. Yeah. I think... Can I add something? Oh yeah, for okay. sure. I'm I love this so much. I love talking about science as it relates to Christianity because like it's so many people in the world scoff when we talk about these things. Like there's probably gonna be so many people that say, Oh, like, do you believe the earth is ten thousand years old? That's stupid. Like that, how could you believe that? But I think one thing that we've been tricked into believing is that the science is settled. When, mm-hmm. like, that's not how science works. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. science is always, to use a term, evolving. It's always changing. It's always mm-hmm. searching for more. And on any side of an issue, you can find people that stand for each thing. And so I think it's often up to us to not just trust what we hear, but to do our own research and to um, make sense of the world. Because obviously there's objective truth. And I think, like, looking at these things, like, at the Creation Museum – it might, it causes us, at least me to think like, oh my gosh, what are the things that I'm believing that I'm just believing because I'm told or conditioned mm-hmm. to believe mm-hmm. that aren't really backed up. And there's this book called Total Truth. I think I've recommended it to you before, Anya, but oh yeah, um, it talks, you, oh, you have to read that one, but it talks <laughs> about how uh, the Darwin Finches, how like that, um, he used those to like propagate the theory of evolution that was actually put to rest. And it actually is not like a true theory at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still like used in schools to talk about evolution. And like Lucy, the 
they say like that's like the missing link or whatever like literally only a tiny piece of her skull was found or like something tiny mm-hmm. so like it's like we've never found these fossils that are true like transitional fossils and so I think like we often at least for me I'm often just like oh yeah like that makes sense I mean not really anymore but maybe when I was younger like now I'm a but much more like I'll dig into things more I'm not just gonna accept what I've been told because everyone has an agenda and so I think like when we when we look at these things and look at how we've actually been lied to and are actively being lied to mm-hmm. I think it it makes my eyebrow go go up and say hmm like what what's the other side of the story so I think like the creation museum does an awesome job of that and the the arc too and I I can't wait to go I can't wait to go anyways there is there's so many things I want to tell you about um there is a huge 15 foot long map on one of the walls of the creation museum um and it dates biblically the world from Adam until the present day. Ooh, that's cool. And it marks major historical events and major um, uh, empires, the rise and fall of all these empires and stuff like that. Um, that's one thing that Cole and I spent literally probably an hour just looking oh, cool. at the Like, there's so much information on there. And like you could just stand there for hours and like read all of the stuff that's on it. It's so so cool. And you can actually purchase in the um in the gift shop, you can purchase a small scale um of that map. And that's one thing that oh Cole and I were really considering doing and I wish we had. I think we still probably could. Um but yeah, that's one thing that you should definitely check out. That's so cool. Another My mom would thing, geek out about that. Oh, for sure. Cole and I were so geeking out about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Um, one thing that you kind of touched on was um, the dating methods. And they actually mm-hmm. discussed that. Um, they... There was a lot, there was quite a few really cool displays um, about like what's problematic about radiometric dating. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, so for example, let's like take Mount St. Helens. Um, we know that it was formed in 1986, Mount, Mount St. Helens. It rock. blew up? Yeah, it blew up and then it had all these, you know, it spewed all this ash and magma and well, oh yeah it yeah. wasn't magma it was lot it yeah it came out and then formed rock however radiometrically if you were to date it it's 300,000 to 400,000 years old mm-hmm. um there is a um there's a volcano in Hawaii there's a bunch of basalt that was formed from that and we know that it was formed in the 1800s in 1800 1801 and yet radiometric dating says it was 6.3 million years ago to 39.3 million years ago so there's this disconnect between there's a known problem with radiometric dating we know Mm -hmm. that these things have been formed only you know 
1986, for example, or in 1800. And yet the standard for um, dating these rocks is, you know, widely used in the scientific community. Um, it's just insane. Um, you know, that yeah. scientists like put their whole assumption, all of their assumptions into, you know, believing evolution when, you know, the science, the actual science doesn't um, confirm, confirm that. So, yeah. I won't go into too much about that, um, but I just wanted to touch on that briefly, that I'm, like, a major science nerd, so I thought that was super, super cool. I love that. They also had a display, I think, that you'll find very interesting, Ashley, about um, archaeological records. Yeah. Like, they have an entire section um, about that, like Hezekiah's Seal, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm. Um, they have a display about, you know, did, did Jesus actually rise from the dead? Like, what are, what are the facts? What are, what's the archaeological record? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give too many spoilers because I think everyone should go. <laughs> it's yeah. like such an educational experience. Every Christian. Um, and if you're just interested in really cool museums, like the Ark is so cool. Um, so even if you're not a Christian and you're just wanting to see and educate yourself about, you know, what Christians believe, like, definitely, definitely go. That's so cool. Um, they talked a lot about, obviously, the the flood. Um, and how there's different burial stages, I guess. Um, like, for example, like, organisms were buried in sequences, like, mm-hmm. during the flood. So first, um, the burial started with burying hot water reefs. And then shallow seas were buried. And then um, floating forests were buried. And then coastal dunes. And then the inland. So the sea rose from the, the, from the deeps of the earth, which aligns with what scripture says about what happened mm-hmm. during the flood. Um, that being said, there's so many things that were buried when the floods came Mm -hmm. you know all these fossils and like why is it I had never really thought of this but like why is it that a deer can be hit on the side of the road and like it's gone like a week later week and a half later Mm -hmm. whereas there's all of these fossils that are being found in the deep layers of the earth like just the all sorts of layers the uh, Cretaceous, Ju- Jurassic, tri- uh, Triassic, per- bleh, I'm butchering these, Permian. <laughs> no, you're good. Pennsylvanian, um, Mississippian. Div- all you all you scientists out there, you know what the layers are and the periods. For me personally, I always thought that the periods meant time. But that's not what they are. They're actually the different layers of sediment that, like, were buried on top of one another so like for example yeah isn't that mind-blowing yeah so for example in the most the 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 flood that covered the hot water reef first um is what is called the vendean um period 
which, you know, if you look at those fossils, those are, you know, a lot of animals that died in hot water reefs. And then as the sea rose, it was the shallow sea. And that's what scientists call the Silurian Ordovician and Cambrian periods. Mm -hmm. And you'll see a lot of like shallow sea um, animals that were buried and died and covered very quickly with sediment. And then in the floating forests, um, when the water rose above the floating forest, like the forests, that's mm-hmm. what scientists call the Devonian, Mississippian, and Pennsylvanian um, periods. And there's tons of animals from that, um, like from those regions. And then coastal dune areas, there's like a lot of uh, um, creatures with, you know, three toes and dinosaurs and the the water was slowly rising and then pretty soon the water reached the inland and that's what that's what scientists call the triassic jurassic and cretaceous periods which you know killed all of the animals um it's just so fascinating that these different stages of the flood are completely in sequence with the types of animals that died Mm. um and so I'm going to kind of speak to the fact that, you know, an animal, again, like the flood happened quickly, very, very quickly. You know, once God sealed Noah's family inside, <clears throat> inside of the ark, you know, everyone and everything outside was completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so where was I going with that? Um I kind of lost that thought. That's I okay. Know where I was going with that. But anyways. Another cool thing about that is like, maybe you're going to talk about this, but like on top, like way up in mountains, there's like fish fossils and like fossils mm-hmm. that should only be found in a, like sea areas. And it's not that birds like flew up there and dropped them because birds don't fly that high up in the air or that the fish grew wings and flew up there. But, like, Mm -hmm. so something had to have happened that these guys would have made it all the way on top of these mountains. (laughs) And it's cross-continental. It's just, like, these deposition layers are not just on one continent. They're across Mm -hmm. all continents, um, which is so insane and so cool. Um, Mm -hmm. They also... I really, really enjoyed this one display that they had about um, racism. Oh. I think it did a really, really excellent job of touching on um, this really, really, you know, sensitive topic. Um, That's kind of getting more into biology, like about um, people and animals and where we come from. Like, did people evolve from... A fish or did we actually come from Adam and Eve mm-hmm. um, the basic the basic premise of that display was there's a lot of painful reminders of our human history that are marked by abuse and racism yeah and, um, like actually evolution and darwinism is extremely fueled <laughs> by racism which yeah is so crazy um 
and it's actually one of the reasons for um, why Hitler, like Darwinism and evolution fueled a lot of why Hitler did what he did in killing the Jews because he mm-hmm. did that the, sur- the survival of the fittest, you know, the people with the blonde hair and the blue eyes should live. Whereas like the Bible clearly teaches that we're all one blood. That's from Acts 17, 26. And we're all one race biologically. Yeah. We're the human race. Mm-hmm. And sadly, some people have twisted God's word in like a very vain attempt to justify their racist attitudes and prejudices. Yeah. And so they had like a display of shame of um, there's these death shoes in the 19th century where Aborigines um, in Australia would sneak up on people and like assassinate them and uh, other tribes. Um, oh. That is an example of um, Darwinism playing out in human in, mm-hmm. in, in the lives of the human species. Um, there were so many other ones. They went into American history as well. Um, a little bit, I think. They definitely touched on, yeah, the Nazis as well. And how Mein Kampf is just so, it's so evil. Um, yeah. At its core. And so anti-God and so just, yeah, just evil, pure evil. Because <laughs> we believe as Christians that everyone has worth, everyone has um Everyone is unique and created in God's image, and therefore they're worthy of life. Yeah. There, um, sorry, I'm listening. I'm trying to find the title of Darwin's book. It was changed because it was, like, literally so racist. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of all I had to share about that. Um, I think... Um, I'm so sorry. I'm like pausing. Cole just tried calling me, so I'm trying to text him. No, you're good. Why you do that? I think a lot of people, well, maybe I said this already, but like people might look at this and they might scoff at us and say like, oh my gosh, you stupid Christians. Like you are so ignorant to the facts of this world. But I think like <laughs> we need to do our own research and you don't have to be a young earth creationist to be a christian there's many um one that comes to mind that's an old earth creationist is tim burnett who's an amazing apologetic speaker but i think like even his answers like he has to answer to a lot of things that don't quite square with old earth the old earth theory i think Mm -hmm. um and so i think like we need to do our research and we need to not be as reliant on others I think we need to be less reliant on others than we usually are. And so, I don't know. I think, like, before you make assumptions that we're so stupid and, like, we're stupid idiots for believing what we do, I'd, like, I challenge you to look into it and, I don't know, really, really dig into it. Or uh, even, like, educate. View it as, like, an opportunity to educate yourself on what Christians actually believe. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, what we believe might seem really stupid, but, um, yeah, like, I guess our intention with these episodes about apologetics, about the historical, um, biological, and um, 
archaeological evidences for why the Bible is true. Our goal is not to change your mind. You know, like our our goal is to just give you the information and like obviously we're praying that the Lord would use this information to um you know we're trying to make a logical argument here. Like we're being reasonable. We're, um, you know, sharing the facts. We're not trying to, you know, shove quote unquote, shove religion down anyone's throat. It's more so like, this is just what we believe and why. So, yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. way to put it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll wow. link um, Tim Barnett and Stan and ministries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. 10 so, out of 10. So good. Oh my God. I, we've both, you and I have both seen him speak, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, yeah, every time slaps so hard. He is just mm-hmm. such an articulate man. And I believe he's a science teacher. Uh, maybe he's a math teacher. Anyway, he was yeah. a, he's in Canada too. So that's extra spicy. Yeah. Very. <laughs> anyway, Anya, thank you for all that. That was so awesome. Yeah. I love that. I'm... Thanks for listening. Yeah. Well, you can find the a podcast at Oh, just kidding. You can follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or link to our Instagram account at AAPod2022. Again, that's a- at AAPod2022. There you'll find our website and email address. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a comment and review so other listeners who want to know more about Jesus can get connected and listening. Mm-hmm. On our Instagram account, we post updates on when the next episode comes out, which is every other Wednesday. We also per- post Bible verses of encouragement, um, some good reels by Anya, and we ask questions, which we'll try our best to answer in future episodes. Anya, girl, I hope you have such a good day. I hope Titus's birthday party this weekend goes swimmingly well. Thank you. I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited to hear about it. Yes, I'm so excited to send pictures. Emma's yes. taking pictures. My sister-in-law is a photographer, so she's going to be taking lots and lots <sighs> Maternity and one-year-old pictures. I literally, I can't wait for them. (laughs) Anyway, on your girl. Have such a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the A&A podcast. Have any topics you'd like to hear discussed or questions you'd like answered? Find us on Instagram at aapod2022 or send us an email at andapod22 at gmail.com. Again, that's at aapod2022 and andapod22 at gmail.com. You can tune in to the A&A podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and find links to listen on our Instagram page or on our website. Please leave a like and comment so that others can find this podcast and get connected to Jesus. May the Lord strengthen and guide you today and always. And we can't wait to see you on next week's episode of the podcast. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs>